0: I'm going Borough five, uh, six. Justin Herbert. I am Matt Stafford. Huh. I have
1: I have Josh Allen here.
0: All right, welcome to episode 21 of the Gridiron podcast. It's our divisional round preview episode of the 2021-2022 NFL Seasons Playoffs. Joined tonight, as usual, by my good friend Evan Mullings. How you doing tonight, uh, buddy? Good, Colin.
1: I've been told I need to maybe simmer down a little bit, so uh, I'm breathing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, get revved up, but. Second round of pods is always more energetic than the first and a little bit more loose. It was a pretty loose first pod. (laughs) It was. It was. uh, Dan, who just recently let some anger out about his Philadelphia Eagles. How are you doing? Uh,
2: I am on the decline of my uh, adrenaline rush from that rant, Um, but I'm doing fine. As Colin's internet goes to the shitter. How are you doing?
0: my wi-fi is shit no you're good
1: tell me something i didn't know
0: fucking shit Newman. how are you i'm great i'm gonna
3: fit that in before you go back to fucking space
0: my fucking internet is fucking <laughs> disgraceful no, it's, it's always, the pod. Nothing else the to say. always the second
2: part always the second
0: it is it is always the second part you know what's funny dan is like The first 30 minutes of the first part, I had absolutely no problems. And then progressively, it started to get laggier and laggier. And I just joined this Zoom, and all of a sudden, it's shit in the fucking bed. Brutal. Uh, Anyways, let's get to uh, some football talk. As I just previously mentioned, Dan's Philadelphia Eagles. They took a bit of a spanking at the hands of Tom and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this past weekend. Would you like to tell us a bit about that spanking, Dan?
2: You know, I would not like to, um, but I guess I will. It's fairly simple. Um, Jalen Hurts looked like an inexperienced quarterback, looked like a quarterback that shouldn't be in the playoffs. Um, this guy left more clean pockets than I've seen any quarterback leave. Uh, he was late on almost nearly every throw. Um, a couple of throws, he got really lucky that Dallas Goddard uh, kind of helped him out, terrible balls, and he just got lucky. Um, the, the Eagles just had no, there, there there's no chance that they're going to beat the bucks. I thought there was, but once this game actually started, it was very clear that the talent of Tom Brady and the bucks was far greater than the Eagles who have not beat a team with a winning record. So this game really just comes down to Tom Brady being Tom Brady in the playoffs. I mean, he was fantastic in the game, a little shaky at the start, but eventually figured it out. And Jalen Hurts, it's confirmed that he's going to be the starter next year. But he, if I'm Howie Roseman, I'm keeping my eye on how I can improve that quarterback position because that was a horrible performance from Jalen Hurts. I don't know if anyone else agrees, <laughs> but he was ass to say the least.
1: Well, I, I can yeah. give my take on the game. Um you know, I watched a little bit of it, and uh, it seemed like a lot of the throws that Hertz was making, a lot of the reads, he was throwing a lot of double coverage, a lot of passes being broken up by the defenders of Tampa Bay. Um, I, You know, I was a little bit worried about the Bucks sec- secondary, um, and I thought, you know, Whitehead was really good. I thought Mike Edwards was good. Obviously, he had an interception. I thought Jamal Dean was good. Um, you know, and again, I don't know if it's because Philly – just doesn't have enough weapons. Uh, I was I was waiting to see a lot more Devontae Smith in that game. Uh, you know, they just didn't run the ball. It was just it was just I, I, they came in with a game plan, and I think they just weren't able to execute it.
2: Yeah, I mean, you it was terrible. It was like the third quarter. Devontae Smith still hadn't had a target yet. Jalen Rager had like five or six targets. Like the game plan made no sense. It it was it was awful. I mean, the third play of the game, it was like third and. St- I want to say we ran a bootleg with Jalen Hurts like no play fit just straight bootleg uh, off the left side and uh, like that's a that's a play you run in sixth grade like we had 18 bootleg with the timber lane tornadoes like you don't run that in the NFL <laughs> it just doesn't work like right. a terrible play call by Nick Sirianni. like it was awful on like every level
0: I will yeah, say I though... the Eagles were go ahead Newman no, 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 okay. No, I was
3: gonna say the I feel like Dallas Goddard though, pretty good. Lone bright spotting for the Eagles. Slay got absolutely massacred by Mike Evans. Um, going back to our talks last week. Oh
2: yeah. huh. uh huh. that show huh. well no they didn't no, even had Maddox they had, no, they they had maddox, on. They had maddox on. on Evans, they had Maddox who's five nine in there playing zone ten yards off. What so a game is, plan! This is
3: arguably worse. Good job, Yannon. And he's getting head coach interviews this week. Um Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts played terrible, but he will still have his job. But you know who won't have his job? That fucking punter. Holy shit. Two or three shanks after two or three shanks in the week before. And the the special teams coordinator was like, Oh, I have no concerns going to this game. The first pun he kicks like 20 yards out of bounds. That was fucking terrible.
2: But yeah, we let Cam Johnson walk to the Texans in offseason. That guy's a terrible. That guy's beast it yeah.
1: kind of real quick it kind of reminds me of the cody parkey situation when the pay he remember he had like those four uh, hit those four posts in that game and like there was always pressure on on uh, matt nagy and the rest of the staff there Matt ryan pace to like get rid of them and they were always asking questions and then obviously you get to the playoffs and then it's like oh probably should have done something about that
0: yeah. yeah uh my thoughts just in our group chat uh i remember before the game Dan had said that our prediction as a whole had suddenly shifted to Philadelphia beating Tampa. And uh, that really just really blew my mind. I I couldn't believe it that we were actually going to pick as a group. uh, Jalen hurts to beat Tom Brady in a playoff game on the road. Uh, It was just fucking mind boggling. And after going six for six, I can safely say I understand why I was mind boggled. Uh, There was, Not even competition in this game, really. Uh, I didn't watch a single second of it. I just looked at the score, and that told me all I needed to know. Uh, So, I believe when I looked, Tampa Bay was up 14-0. Can you guys even hear me? Yep.
1: I'm just laughing at what you're saying. I
0: believe (laughs) Tampa was up 14-0, and they had out-yarded Philly 202-9 at that point. I mean, just – Elementary school numbers from Philadelphia. I'm honestly ashamed I only had them losing by four. Uh, Another game with really no competition is Newman's. Yes,
3: Rams-Cardinals. I really have two takeaways from this. The first one being Cam Akers, congratulations on coming back. He had 90 yards of scrimmage from scrimmage, which is really awesome, like five months out of an Achilles tear. That's pretty fucking awesome. Uh, And two, while this game sucked, the Manning cast was phenomenal. You had (laughs) Dwayne The Rock Johnson on giving Kyler Murray a motivational speech as Kyler Murray throws that pick six, and then the the cast goes quiet. And then you bring on Russell Wilson, and they say, oh, Russ, if you were Kyler Murray right now, what would you be doing? And he, he said, oh, I'd be on the sideline pacing saying, oh, you can do this, you can do this. And then the camera pans to Kyler Murray sulking on the bench, <laughs> so that was fucking hilarious, but I mean, this and was there was
0: a... also there was also sorry to interrupt you, Newman, but this was my favorite <laughs> clip. It was Peyton just swearing.
1: <laughs> yes, I mean,
0: uh... that too. I, it <laughs> says
3: I can't hear shit, and then Eli <laughs> Eli is taken aback. But I mean, when you're the when you're the Cardinals and you have negative ten yards of offense going into the second quarter, that's pretty telling of how the game went.
2: Blowout. Um, my takeaway of this game, um, and it's fairly simple. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, oh, regardless of the start, should be fired. Wow, there is a track record since 2013 that this guy this has ended his seasons worse than anyone I've ever seen since 2013. He gets these good starts and he'll lose like five of the last eight games, six of the last uh seven games it since 2013 every single season it has gone the same exact pattern we've seen it since his start in arizona it's been there since he was at texas tech as the head coach the offense obviously doesn't work and this guy is obviously not smart enough to come up with an offensive game plan to adjust mid-season or even in the playoffs this is not a guy that's going to win you a championship get him out of town it's not working You, you need to find a new coach I will just
1: say, I, I think it did hurt Arizona, uh, the injuries down the stretch. Obviously Kyler was injured for a time. I'm not making it, I'm just saying. Uh, and, you know, I think he deserves to be, uh, deserves some fire for sure. Uh, but obviously Hopkins out for the season, that hurt them a lot for sure. Um, because really after that, it's just, I think you got a bunch of guys on the same level as far as skill goes, but Hopkins is so far superior to all that. Um you know, I think – I don't think that they could fire Cliff because no one really had him in the playoffs. Um, and I thought the Rams were impressive. I thought Stafford was good. Newman brought up Akers. Odell seems to really be enjoying his time in L.A. So, you know, Rams got the job done at home, and and they were impressive.
0: Yeah, you never know what kind of Rams you're going to get week to week. They can, They've been so inconsistent this year. But it seems the Cardinals are turning into that kind of team. Uh, you know, people talk about Kyler Murray and the MVP consideration halfway through the season this year. He, uh, this guy didn't even play like a starting NFL quarterback in this game, in my opinion, and he looked horrific. Um, I get no Hopkins, but I've always kind of had this feeling about Kyler that sometimes he just is doing way too much. He's always running, always looking for the big play. I think Arizona needs to simplify their offense focus on chunky yardage. like uh, James Conner disappeared after week 12. Uh, Wouldn't he just fall off the face of the earth? Uh, he led the league in touchdowns and then didn't score a single one. Like What happened? I don't understand. Edmonds comes back and, and Conner was amazing. And, and Edmonds just takes 50% of his carries. Like, what are you doing? I, I, I don't know what, uh, what the decision was there, Dan, I kind of agree with you on the Kingsbury part, Um, but again, I I don't know if you're going to find someone who really fixes the problem there.
2: Something's got to be done. I mean, it's been three years in the same exact story, three years in a row. I think
1: next year. No, I, I, I think next year, if they if they start off slower or they don't make the playoffs, then I think we can have those conversations. I think you got to give them a chance with uh, with Hopkins fully healthy and uh, just to see what 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 they can do with that. I, you know, I mean, like I said, no one had them in the playoffs to begin. with. I
0: think they sh- really. They should also prioritize making maybe less flashy moves and more uh efficient moves moves that go under the radar moves that save you money like James um, Conner make you better. Yeah, James Conner. That's a great move and, and he played very well when they gave the ball to him but like JJ Watt, was that really worth your investment? Uh it seems he can't make it half a season without being injured. So I just there's some questions for me in Arizona and I think the hardest division in football. So Moving on, unless anybody else has anything to add, we'll go to Evans recap game.
1: Yeah, so I had the uh, the Bengals Raiders game. Uh, it, was, it was a really good game. Obviously, top two of the weekend. Um, uh, my takeaways from that game: I thought it was kind of cool what uh, Zach Taylor was doing with Chase. Um, obviously, heavy target on third down. Saw a lot of the third down uh, looks, and then it was like like, um, kind of like a do it your like a do it all kind of. He played a do-it-all kind of role. He was running a lot. Um, and obviously, they really had a nice game plan to utilize him. So I was impressed by that. Um, you know, mistakes from the Raiders. The offensive line was despicable. Uh, the penalties were despicable. Uh, that fumble hurt them a lot earlier in the game. Um, I thought Sam Hubbard and Trey Henderson were really good off the end. Again, exposing that that line. But I think that shows kind of that those two players are very, very good. Um, so those, that was kind of my takeaways. I had some questions here. Um, so I'll start uh, Newman first. Um, do, the Ra- uh, do the Raiders have a gripe for the whistle on the Burrow TD pass to Boyd?
3: I mean, technically, yes, because it's in the rules that the play should be replayed. But, like, no. <laughs> Come on. What are they going to fucking do? The guy – like, Trayvon Merrick, is not going to teleport 20 feet before that whistle goes off. So it really didn't make a difference. So,
1: no. I guess, like, uh, Dan, like, and Colin,
2: I guess you guys can go. Like, what, what's your thoughts on the game? Um, like, personally, for me, it's, like, I guess I'll first comment about that whistle. Like, that, regardless of the whistle, I mean, the play was going to be a touchdown. I know in the rule book it says the play's supposed to stop, and the game ended up being uh, the difference was a touchdown, but it, like, at the end of the day, like it was going to be a touchdown regardless. So get over it. Your defense didn't make a play when it was supposed to, you were going to get bailed out. So stop crying about it. Um, but overall the game, I mean, Cincinnati is going to be a player in the AFC for years to come. It seems Joe Burrow, Jamar chase, the connection is just too good. Um, I I don't know if they'll win this week, but I mean, just looking at the potential of those two, um, I really like what Cincinnati's doing. Um, as though, um, but as for Las Vegas, um, seems like things are just going to start coming down after what was a year filled with a lot of adversity, and they were able to overcome it. But it seems this may take a bad turn.
0: Yeah, uh, to the Cincinnati point, uh, I said on this pod, or I don't even know if I said it on this pod. I might have just said it to you guys. I think Cincinnati is a contender to go to the Super Bowl. I think I said they were my sleeper to go. You said to it Super on the pod. Bowl. Um, yeah, uh, Zach Taylor, in my opinion, is a legit NFL head coach. He's won a game now. It was a close game, it was a hard fought game, tough weather conditions, very, very cold, and he dealt with a lot of injuries. I'm I'm a little worried about the defensive line. Hendrickson had the head injury, they also lost both their starting nose tackles. Um, yes, Dan
2: Hendrickson is going to play that came out today.
0: Good, that's good. I didn't see that. Um, so that's a good thing for Cincinnati. It's a very tough battle against Tennessee. Do we even know if Henry's playing? I, I think it was
1: turning to we, yes.
0: yes. Well, I'm
2: saying no as it, we don't
3: know. He's going to play. We he, don't know, but oh, full, towards yes. Well, he's full of physical and practice now. I can't imagine he wouldn't play.
2: Fair enough.
0: Yeah. Well, I got to imagine he's got to have some sort of uh, fatigue issue eventually in this game. So I don't think they're going to – it's going to be the – Typical Titans with Henry running the ball forty-five times and just beat you that way, um, which is why I'm going to pick Cincinnati this week. Uh, I'll let that be known right now. Um,
1: I guarantee think they're a fucking it.
0: good team. I'll guarantee it. I'll fucking All right. guarantee it. All right. I'll guarantee you Buffalo Cincinnati AFC championship.
2: Okay, rain it down.
0: Do that. And while you do, I will uh, get to my recap game. The Dallas Cowboys lost in Jerryville to the San Francisco 49ers, 23-17 this weekend. Evans' Super Bowl pick has been banished to the golf courses for the remainder of the season. Um, A couple of key points here. Dallas really had no business winning this game. They gave up 140 rush yards to their 67. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's fucking joke. Uh, Dak was under 60% completion percentage. They took 14 fucking penalties. There's really just no discipline on this team. As we talked about on the clubhouse podcast, Mike McCarthy is absolutely a liability. Um, Dallas, to me, this was the one year if they were going to scramble something together, uh, this would be the one to do it. This offseason, as, as Dan and Connor were pointing out in our group chat, there's a lot of turnover on this roster, a lot of potential free agents or free agents to be, they will be free agents uh, and not a ton of money to be spent. So it's going to be interesting to see what Dallas does on the San Francisco side of the ball, a uh, tough matchup this week against green Bay, but I think it's going to be close. Uh, it seems like Debo can kind of take this team wherever he wants to right now. Um, Mitchell is fantastic. He had a great game over hundred yards. So if San Francisco can ride those two and Fred Warner's able to play, I'm not sure if anyone knows his status. Uh like, at San Francisco, good. At San Francisco defense is scary. It, it could be a real close one at Green Bay. I expect it will be. Yeah. Evan, I mean, I'll ask you. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I was yeah. Uh just what are your thoughts since you had the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl? What yeah. was wrong here?
1: Um, you know, just really disappointing. Um, you know, and a lot of people labeled this as like the most likely upset. And I had to ride the team that I've, you know, been praising all year long. Um A, it was frustrating to see them just not throw the ball to CD lamb. Like I, I don't, did he have one catch? I don't even know, but it was a fucking disgrace. It was just a disgrace. One Newman says just a fucking disgrace. He's such a talented receiver and to not feed him the ball is despicable. Number two, the penalties. I mean, you got to have more discipline than this. I put a lot of this on the coaching staff. Uh, McCarthy deserves a fuck ton of blame. And I'm also just really agitated at Dak Prescott. Um, You know, he just never looked right towards the end of the year. Obviously he had that game against Philly when, you know, where just he had his way, but he just, and then he just never really seemed to find any rhythm, uh, you know, the latter half of the season. And uh, I didn't like his comments after the game about the refs. Obviously, got fined for that. You know, he just—I don't know. It, it, like you said, Colin. I mean, this was the year that they that they would have had to do it. Their defense was really good this year. Um, just disappointing to see the offense and like Zeke be the reason that this team can't move on. Because it, it before the year, you would have thought it would have been the other way around. So Mike McCarthy should be fired. real quick. Yeah
0: real quick before we get to Connor and Dan's thoughts. Evan, I do find it interesting your talk about Dak Prescott because I think uh, me, you, and Newman had this discussion on PlayStation one night where I said Dallas' offense had had struggled for the last month and a half of the year and and you refuted that claim to the ends of the earth stating they had two 50-point games. Dak had been great. so I'm just wondering where you've changed your mind on that Sure. You just said they struggled down the stretch.
1: Listen, I can't keep all my, uh, my claims, uh, together. Clearly. Um, one, it was frustrating having him on a fantasy team and having him put up 12 points a game, I guess would be my number one. Um, number two, like, yeah, he had like, of course he had some big games and I like thought he had, like, he's a top 10 quarterback for me. I'm not going to lie. Like he's obviously in there for me. Um, but I, I just don't know why he's not throwing the ball to like lamb more and, and Cooper. It, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I guess that's kind of where my frustration lies because you got to get your best players involved. Right. And I, I don't know. I'm not a quarterback, I, you know, Dan, that's more of a question for Dan, but I feel like you don't, don't you got to feed the guy who was a first round pick and has like all this talent. I, I would have thought that that would have been part of the game plan. Um, so I've made a lot of claims on this pod that obviously weren't true Uh, that didn't wind up being so listen it's gonna have to be another one of those and I'll have to live with it
2: um I just want to state quickly before I kind of get into my take here um on January 5th of this year a guarantee of the Dallas Cowboys will win the Super Bowl by Evan will not come true so that guarantee is not correct. I knew I was going to get a lot of guarantees wrong this year. So guess what? I got it over and done with. Let's move on. It took a whole 15 days for you to get it wrong. Um, but as for Dallas, um, I, I think they were a little overrated. Um, there was the graphic against non-NFC East teams. They were 6-6. Six and six. Uh, They were 6-0 and oh in the division, but the division was not that strong. So you get six free wins. It makes your record a little inflated. You go and play a real team in the playoffs, even though you're at home and you lose. Um, And I guess to speak to the whole um, not targeting CD lamb, some of it comes on coaching and game plan. And that comes down to Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore. You're supposed, you're supposed to be able to scheme up plays to get the best player of the ball. Um, and we saw Troy Aikman complain about it, like the playing off coverage, how are you not getting the ball to your best player? And he was saying, like, if that was happening when he was playing, Michael Urban already has 10 catches at that point or at halftime. So that's where part of the blame we talked about in clubhouse, uh, Mike McCarthy. I mean, how are you not getting the ball to your best player? We saw it throughout the year. Why is Zeke getting so many touches compared to Tony Pollard, who is probably the better player for Dallas right now in the backfield, um, just way more explosive um and i don't know dallas just fell apart it 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 seems just so typical dallas that this is the way that the season ends and for the niners good win kyle shanahan should be no talks of him being fired
3: i'm muted hold on never fire kyle shanahan Uh, i think on the on the niners front I feel like every free agent running back should just throw themselves at the Niners because whatever Kyle Shanahan is doing over there, it has worked for years. So you look at Mostert the year they went to the Super Bowl. You have throwing Jeff Wilson, fucking Jamichael Hasty. They each get a hundred yards, and then Elijah Mitchell, a sixth round running back, he's a fucking top ten back in the NFL. He's a star. Like whatever Kyle Shanahan's doing over there with the offensive line and and the scheming is is fucking genius. You even throw Debo Samuel back there now just for funsies and he's fucking outside zoning for a touchdown. Like, it's magical to watch. Ayuk um, cooking digs like three times was lovely to watch after our arguments all year. Um, the guy just jumps at the first first move trying to get a pick every fucking time. I don't know why they don't just double move him every play. It's hilarious. Um, but the, the Niners have a really good track record against the Packers. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it really could go either way. If they can establish that run, I think they have a real shot.
0: What's fucking kind of crazy about when Debo Samuel runs the ball as a running back is to me, it looks like he's like returning a punt or a kick. Like, like he's just all over the place. There's blockers everywhere. It's pure chaos, but he, dude, he chunks off 10 yards every single time he carries it. It's nuts. He's
1: got to be um, a top pick. One in other, next one year. other
0: point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I was watching this game, I heard Romo and Nance talking about uh, Shanahan's opinion on his wide receivers being so physical when they block and how physical wide receivers can really set the tone for your offense. And I think that shows, I mean, they've talked about it on the broadcast. You have Debo Samuel, a wide receiver who's willing to run the ball inside of your tackles right out the middle. Like, These are tough guys. They want to win. They'll do anything to do it. Uh, I think it's really impressive what they've built in San Francisco. Uh, That's all we have for recap games. Uh, We'll get to the focus game. And since we're talking about the 49ers, let's get right to that game. They will be traveling to Lambeau to play Aaron Rodgers this weekend. Dan.
2: Yeah. So these teams played in what I believe was a Sunday night football game in week three. Um, this game came down to the wire. Jimmy Garoppolo uh gets the ball back with like a minute 30, drives down the field, uh, gets a touchdown late to Kyle uh check takes the lead with like 30 seconds left. Aaron Rodgers does his best impression of Aaron Rodgers, gets down the field in 30 seconds, kicks the game winning field goal. So that game was highly contested, came down to the wire. Um, and I believe this game's gonna be tight throughout as well. I mean, these two teams match up uh pretty well. Um, and I think when you look at it, really, it's going to come down to, can Jimmy G like play well? And, uh, I guess I'm trying to, I lost my train of thought as I was speaking, but can he play better than he usually does? Can he not be the Jimmy G that we kind of see where he's just does enough? Like he's going to have to play really well, probably play the game of his life to just get by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers who are hot coming off of a buy, um, I don't know if the Niners can do it, but it's going to be a very good game to watch. I have the Packers winning uh, 27-20. I think the defense has kind of come around. They kind of lost it mid-year. Um, but I like Rodgers. Um, I have them winning the Super Bowl, so I have them winning this one.
0: Yeah, I also have Green Bay winning the Super Bowl. If it wasn't for my perfect bracket intact thus far, I'd be rooting for San Francisco because uh, I really just – Really like this team. I like watching them a lot. Uh, Did I mention I have a perfect I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Green Bay, though, I think it's going to be so fucking close. Uh, It's a perfect matchup, really. If Green Bay is able to contain the running game of San Francisco and force Jimmy G to throw the ball, I think they can win this one. If San Francisco runs all over them and controls the flow of the game like they did to Dallas, I don't know if Green Bay is going to be able to to beat them. It's going to come down to probably a last minute score, similar to the last matchup. I'd say if San Francisco has over 150 rushing yards as a team, they win this game. If not, I'd give it to green Bay, but I think that's what it comes down to.
3: No, I agree. And I think like when they met in the, the playoffs uh, the last time, the fucking San Francisco, I think had what, like th- over 200 yards. It seemed like on the ground, it was insane. So I think that's definitely the formula. And I think Dan, like you said, I think Jimmy G has to play really well like that. That bad pass that led to the pick in the Dallas game that let Dallas right back into the game. Like that probably loses you the game against Green Bay because they probably Aaron Rodgers is gonna pounce all over that shit. So if you do that again, don't expect to win. I have Green Bay 23-21. I think it's gonna be really close.
1: Yeah, I got the Packers as well. I think it says something that these home teams are, are having success. I think Limbo's obviously a tough place to play. They had a lot of success there this year. And I think another theme we're seeing is that the better quarterback is really has won, I think, all these games so far. Um, obviously, really outside of the Dak-Jimmy game. So, uh, for me, I have to roll Green Bay. I think they'll win by anywhere from about 7 to 14.
0: Interesting. Uh, Newman, you're next with the Buffalo KC Showdown.
3: Yeah, I feel like this game is probably going to be better than the Super Bowl, to be honest. I feel like this is the AFC Super Bowl, in my opinion. Um, These teams met up earlier. Bills got the hand, better hands, 38-20. Josh Allen, three touchdowns. He balled out. Mahomes, two mistakes, two picks. And I think that's kind of – I mean, I have the Chiefs winning, but that's going to be the case here. Whatever team makes fewer mistakes is going to win this game because those offenses are pretty unstoppable. It's going to take one pick, one fumble, one muff punt to really just – decide this game so i have the chiefs winning 27 17 i think their defense is pretty formidable um which is surprising i feel like the chiefs aren't usually known for their defense but they've been really good this year i mean if josh allen and that offense bring anything like they brought us the patriots look out because the bills could just run away with this one early but i am gonna roll with the chiefs uh to make it to the afc title game
2: yeah
0: anybody um, oh i said anybody oh yeah no. Um,
2: so I, I agree. I, I think this will be an offensive shootout. Um, I, I know the defenses are very good uh, for both teams, at least the chiefs down the stretch. Um, but I think these offenses are just too talented. Um, I, I think Brian Dable and Eric Bieniemy they're kind of coaching the, uh, get head coaching jobs, not just to also win a championship and move on to the next round. Um, but they're also coaching for their careers next year. Um, and I, I, I think the Chiefs are going to win this one. You're at home. You're in Arrowhead. It's a hard place to win. I, I know the Bills were able to do it, I believe, this past – or during the regular season. But Arrowhead in the playoffs is just a hard place to win. Um, and I'm going to have the Chiefs winning
0: 35-28. I picked uh, Buffalo oh, – sorry, I've, I'm going. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> I picked Buffalo to beat them week three. I remember that was my bold take. Uh, I'm picking Buffalo again. I already guaranteed it, so everybody knows that. Uh, 27-24 is my final. Yes, it's a battle of two great defense uh, offenses, but it's also two great defenses, I think, these. Uh, offenses do both commit some turnovers, some bad plays, um, but in the end, I think Buffalo wins. Uh, t- Josh Allen is just so fucking good, and we'll get to the quarterback rankings a bit later because we are doing our top tens, um, but Josh Allen looked... Unstoppable against the New England Patriots and what I thought was a pretty good defense. Granted, none of them showed up to play football that night, but
1: they left them on the bus. Buffalo,
0: yeah, they, they fucking forgot to get off. Buffalo looks amazing. Uh and to me, I just can't not pick them. So I'm going to pick them. Buffalo. Uh
1: this is interesting for me because as we know, I claim a lot of things, and, and as Colin pointed out, sometimes I can't remember what I say. Um, but this is interesting because before the year, in, in our in our kind of preview, I said my Super Bowl was Green Bay, Kansas City. Week three, I said that I also took Buffalo. And that was when I said Sanders would have the two touchdowns. Um, I changed my mind about midseason. I kind of wanted the Bills. I was kind of more on the Bills train. Um then we had our pod ending the year predicting our, our Bowl, And obviously I let my Patriots bias get in the way. I said, Buffalo, Dallas. Um, and Buffalo just played a perfect game. And I have to roll with the bills as well. Just like Colin, because something, I think there's something to be said for them losing last time they went there and you saw Stefan Diggs on the field standing there. And guess what? Now he's got his chance to kind of get over that hump. And now I think there's a lot of motivation in that Buffalo locker room, especially since they lost to Kansas City already in Arrowhead. And I think Josh Allen right now, to Collins Point, is on another level. So I have to take Buffalo here on the road. And it'll be close.
0: Great pick, Evan. Uh, You have our next game, the other AFC matchup.
1: Yeah, so uh, Cincinnati, Tennessee. So it kind of looks like Henry's obviously going to play. Um, you know, I'm I'm not sure I, I, what Tennessee defense is going to show up. They had some weird wishwash games, obviously against the Patriots. Um, they were they were bad, but against the Rams and Matt Stafford, they were good. Uh, obviously had a couple of shutouts, I believe this year. Um, they have some playmakers, obviously up front and in the back end. Uh, so I'm 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 wondering kind of what they'll look like in this game against an elite offense. Um, no, I think the Bengals should try to get Mixon a little bit more involved uh, than last game. Didn't really see him a lot against the Raiders. So I'd like to see him get some more looks. Um, and I'm just not sure. Like, Ryan Tannehill is not one of the better. Like, he might be one of the – like, obviously him and Jimmy, I think, are the bottom two quarterbacks that are left. And it's like, can he make the throws? Like, how's he going to do against the Bengals defense? We saw Bates play really well last week, and, and obviously Awuzie apparently is having an insane year that I didn't even know of. Um, so I'm, I'm really interested to see this. I think the Titans are going to win this game uh, just because I love Mike Vrabel as a coach. I think he should win Coach of the Year. I think he's going to have a good game plan. I think he's going to have his guys ready. So I'm taking Tennessee, and I wonder what you all think.
3: Yeah, I'm, um, taking, I'm taking Tennessee as well. Um, they are my Super Bowl contender from the AFC. Uh, and I think they're just going to run Henry into the ground. I don't see any reason. he's He's been chilling for a while now. He should be ready to go. And now you just roll with him the rest of the way. You have Foreman you can swap to. Uh, and I think Tannehill deserves some more credit. He actually did crack my top 10 quarterbacks list that we'll get to later. Um but I, I, I can't shy away from my Super Bowl pick, so I, I'm going to take them.
2: Um, So there's a stat, and I saw it earlier today. It was the Tennessee Titans, uh, when coming off of eight days of rest, so if they're coming off a Thursday night football uh, and they get 10 days of rest, or if they have a bye week, um, they're 8-0, and the point differential is uh, fairly high uh, between who they're playing. So... Tennessee obviously getting the buy was huge, not just for their health, but I think Mike Vrabel as a coach, um, he seems to be the only Bill Belichick assistant that's actually been able to, uh, to work as a head coach in the NFL. Um, I really like what he does. I think he has the Tennessee Titans really focused when it comes to playoff time. Um, very smart uh, defensive guy. Um, this game's going to go one of two ways. Um, if Tennessee with Derrick Henry and, uh whoever they have in the backfield, if Henry gets tired, if they're able to control the clock, they're going to win this game. But I think if it comes to a shootout, I don't know if Tennessee and Ryan Tannehill have enough offensively in the past game to keep up with Joe Burrow and those weapons. Um, I believe Mike Vrabel is going to come to play um, with that Tennessee offense and defense, and they're going to get the win. Um, I I would say it's going to be a low scoring game um, in something like 27, 23. Two quick things real quick
1: before Colin goes. One, I'm interested to see Harold Landry and Jeffrey Simmons. Those are kind of my two X factors for the Titans. And lastly, the Bengals, if they are ahead, like Tennessee is a different animal than Las Vegas. You're going to have to put this team away. They let them back in that game on last Saturday. You can't let a team like Tennessee back in the game, or it will ultimately cost you. And I think uh, that's also something to keep an eye out uh, for.
0: Well, I've already guaranteed Cincinnati a victory. Uh, The way I see it playing out here, I think it's going to be shootout. Uh, I don't see the defenses resisting much. Cincinnati's run defense, not very good. And Tennessee's pass defense, not very good. Um, So I think both teams on offense are going to have a lot of success. I have Cincinnati 33-30 in overtime. Uh, I think it's that close. Uh, this was my one overtime game when I sent my first bracket to Dan. I'm going by that score. Um, so to me, like, yeah, Vrabel's a great coach, but you can't count Zach Taylor out. He, he navigated the Bengals this year, had a good game plan last week. I get they didn't put the Raiders away and there were some mistakes, but a great first playoff win for Taylor in, in his first playoff game. He's turned it around in Cincinnati. I think he's just as capable as any other coach left in the playoffs. Uh, so I'm not giving Variable too much of an edge. And, and I think Cincinnati has a fucking great chance. I don't like any hill slander, but I'm certainly taking Burrow over him. And Julio is washed. He hasn't done shit. Um, I'd probably take Chase over Brown. So I'm giving the matchup to Cincinnati, I think. I just like him more. The last focus game is my own. It is the Rams traveling down to Tampa Bay, Florida to play Tom Brady. These teams already matched up once this year in week three. Uh, Rams won that one 34-24, looked up some stats, found it pretty interesting. Uh, Brady had over 400 yards, only one touchdown in that game. He also led the Buccaneers in rushing yards uh, with 14 yards and a touchdown. They only ran the ball 13 times for 35 yards. Leonard Fournette himself only had four carries for eight yards in that game. So this was before Fournette was part of the offense, and it didn't go too well for Tampa. So it'll be interesting to see if they can do better now that he's gone again, but he was implemented, so he's a missing piece now. Uh, Stafford, on the other hand, 350 yards, four touchdowns, no turnovers. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball for the Rams, Kenny Young led their team in tackles. He had a sack and also three tackles for a loss. They traded him midseason, so he's no longer there. Um, it's a tough matchup for me. Obviously, Tom Brady is Tom Brady, but I, I don't know if I can pick Tampa. I think if the, the right Rams show up, the same Rams that played last week, Stafford's going to pick this defense apart just too many weapons for them right now. They have a three-headed monster in the backfield. Odell and Cup look like one of the better duos in the league at the moment. Uh, Higby I like a lot. And the defense is starting to come around. Uh, Von Miller and Aaron Donald are finally figuring out how to play together. Uh, I really like the Rams. I'm going to take them 27-24. I believe it goes to Evan now
1: um listen this is tough Uh, I said on the pod and I've been very vocal about when I'm wrong I will uh, come out and tell you that I was wrong um I was wrong about Tampa Bay I obviously didn't pick them last week and obviously Brady impressed me a lot uh and I had them low in the power ranking so I obviously regret that as well I was wrong um now, looking at this matchup, it's just so, so interesting because I don't think anyone can cover Cooper Cup. I just don't. We saw that in, what what was it called, week three? Yeah. But if there's one damn lesson that I've learned, I should probably shouldn't bet against Tom Brady. Uh, so for that reason alone, I think I have to just pick Tampa. They're also at home, which I like that advantage. Um, but, again, I think it'll be a good game, and I don't feel 100% confident in that pick because the Rams looked really good last week. But, you know, uh, Brady... I have to ride Tom Brady at this point.
3: Well, unlike you, I love betting against Tom Brady. uh, And the Rams are my Super Bowl champions uh, since day one. And I won't back down from them. I love the offense. uh, And I think we're forgetting that Tristan Wirfs is a game-time decision. Uh, You saw their replacement right tackle get picked apart, uh, let up a sack on his very first play. Um, So now you've got that beast of a D-line from the Rams screaming down on the right side. I don't know. I feel like Jalen Ramsey is a better corner than Darius Slay. No offense, Dan. Um, so I don't know if I don't know if the they're gonna be running wild down the field. I think it's gonna be check down city per usual, which works. Um, but I but I think the Rams get that upper hand. I have 2710. I just like the defense and I like uh, Cooper Cup and the weapons. So
1: yeah. I also just need the Rams to lose, so I don't have to get no tattoo. Oh, I forgot about this. <laughs>
2: Um, this game's very close for me. I was very high on the Rams coming into the year. Um, but Matt Stafford over the second half of the season has kind of put up some stinkers that have made me concerned about this Rams offense. Um, even though Cooper cups explosive, you get cam Akers back, you have some real playmakers. Um, but I, I don't know if it's just, I'm concerned that Matt Stafford could at any time put up a stinker. Um, but it does make me nervous that you're going up against Tom Brady. It's the playoffs. You can't afford to put up a stinker. Um, and I just have this weird vibe that Stafford is going to lay a goose egg against Brady. Um, I don't know why. It's just a vibe. And I'm going to be taking the Buccaneers. Like you said, can't really bet against Tom Brady. I did last week. I completely yeah. regret it. Um, it. And I got the Bucks going to the NFC Championship game. Um, I did my original predictions. Um, so I'm going to stick with it. Um, I do believe it will be high scoring even though Matt Stafford is going to put up a stinker Um, I think he'll just throw some key picks that make it hard for them to really get back into it Um, I'd say something like 32 27 something like that I think it's close but Stafford really screws over the Rams
0: I will say one thing I'm not comfortable at all betting against Tom Brady but if I'm going to the a Rams defense a few years ago, Sean McVay is still there. Some of the key pieces are still there that held Tom Brady to 13 points in the Super Bowl and almost won despite Jared Gloff's gigantic clinker as Dan likes to say. So I don't know. It just feels like there's a few select guys. What Newman? When has Dan ever said clinker? I've never said clinker. <laughs> clunker, clunker, whatever you were just saying about staff. Stinker. 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 There you go, son. I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, if there are if there is ever a team or, or a coach specifically, McVeigh is like one of those few guys who some, somehow always seems to come away with a win against Brady. So, well,
1: I'm just happy he's not close. playing the Saints,
0: right? Then they for sure be out. Uh, but that wraps up the focus game. There's only four games this weekend, uh, obviously, eight teams left. Uh, so that will bring us into our top ten. Ooh, voice crack. Top ten quarterback rankings. This should be a pretty fun discussion. Um, would anybody like to go first?
1: Well, I think it would be better too. I think it would be more interesting if we like just did one at a time. So, like, we'll say like number one, and then we go around the panel, and everyone just says they're number sure. one. Just so I, mean, I think that'd be cool. Yeah.
0: All right, like, I'll start. Aaron, uh, Tom, sorry, Tom Brady, number one. I had Aaron Rodgers. I have Aaron Rodgers.
2: I also have Aaron Rodgers.
0: He's going to Aaron win the Rogers MVP. Rodgers,
1: number two. Oh Dan, you were about to say something before I say my number two.
2: Yeah, uh, the, I, I think Rodgers is going to win the MVP. Um, that's really all it is. Um, I mean, he's he already got the all-pro voting. Um, I understand Brady had a good statistical year, but um, I think Rodgers kind of just – there's, this, there's the story there with Rodgers, and I, I think he's had the better year.
3: Well, I, I would also add that Brady has 200 more passing attempts than Rodgers and 120 more completions. So the volume, the volume is very much inflated by how much they throw the ball over in Tampa.
0: Sure, but Tom Brady's fucking 45 years old. I mean, I get he's Tom Brady, but that has to stand for something, right? He led the yeah. league in passing yards, and yes, I know a lot of attempts, Newman, as you said. But, uh, okay. It's okay. I understand. I, I don't agree with the All-Pro, and I think Brady should win MVP, but I get it. But well,
1: you said something along the lines of if Brady doesn't win MVP, you're going to, like, riot or something, didn't you? Yeah,
0: I, I mean – Everybody hates Tom Brady because he's fucking great. Same thing that happens with Michael Jordan. People debate the GOAT. Like, Michael Jordan's the GOAT. There is no debate. Well, Newman uh, would tell
1: you differently. <laughs> their own
0: greatness hurts them sometimes, and that's what happens with Tom Brady. I, fucking, I, I mean, get it. It sucks.
3: when Rodgers puts up another top five all-time passer rating season, it's hard to argue against his efficiency.
0: Yeah, I, it's great. It's just well, taking Tom, sorry. I'd say Rodgers
1: would never have. Uh, like, I just think Rodgers is just like the four interceptions. Like, dude, that's insane.
3: He is the most talented quarterback yeah. of all time, legacy wise. No, but talent, yes,
0: a hundred percent. Yeah, he is phenomenal. Uh, moving on, my number two, Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady, I have Brady.
1: Brady, and so seems like there's consensus there.
3: Yeah.
0: I knew those would be the top two. I I thought at least Evan would have had Tom at one, but uh number three, Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes. I have Mahomes. Mahomes as well. This one was very difficult. It came it, we did it based on just this season, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. The running numbers sold me. Allen had eight hundred yards and eight touchdowns on the ground. Uh, he's phenomenal. He's fucking phenomenal.
3: I agree. He has like 700 yards on the ground. I, I debated it. I actually d- debated putting Patrick Mahomes to to fuck with you two, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, but I just kept thinking back to those like Josh Allen stinker games in the middle of the year where he was throwing pick after pick. And I just couldn't bring myself to do it.
1: Yeah. And, and real quick, going off of what Newman just said, let's not forget that start late in the year against Atlanta. I think he had 120 passing yards and like three turnovers. Uh, that, that one really glared out to me. Granted, they got A.J. Terrell, but it, it was Atlanta at home. I, I, I That was a tough game for me. Uh, what watch. about
0: Mahomes' fucking stinkers to start this year? Did you see his finish, though? Unreal. Yeah, his finish was great. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. At the end of the day, Allen still had better numbers. Plus the rushing but, yards, which is what sold it for me.
2: Well, I think when it comes down to the two quarterbacks, I mean, they obviously had stinkers, and they're very talented. Um, when you have to just rank them, I I think you just have to go with who you think is the better quarterback at that point. And I think Mahomes is the better quarterback. I think he's more dynamic. I know Allen obviously has probably the stronger arm, but I think Mahomes could make any throw uh, at any platform, any angle. I know Allen obviously is a little more mobile, but I think Mahomes is just the better quarterback.
0: I'd freaking take Allen to make any throw too. And that's just my own personal opinion, but I think he's just as good. And, and, in my rankings, slightly better. Fair enough. Uh, should have moved to number four. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes for me.
1: Josh Allen.
0: Justin Herbert. Oh, Whoa. fuck off. <laughs> 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 <It's> fucking atrocious. <laughs> uh, I had Josh Allen. Oh, my fucking God, Newman. Are you serious? You just know it was really close between Herbert and or Mahomes and Allen for well, me. And then you put Herbert next.
3: <laughs> I did put Herbert next because he's a god. Um, you worship I, him
1: on Sundays.
3: Listen, he has the second most fourth quarter comebacks this year. His passer rating was fantastic. His QBR was fantastic. Second highest in yards. And he can make almost every throw from every angle as well. His deep ball is probably unmatched. Uh, I just love the guy.
0: Seems slightly
3: biased, though. Slightly biased, yes, I will admit. Don't see no playoff
0: appearance.
3: He did all he fucking could, dude. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) I
0: know, I'm really just busting your balls on that point, but uh, I still think it's ridiculous for you to have him above Allen. Number five, Newman, not to hurt your feelings. Joe Burrow is my number five.
1: Oh, come on, Colin. That that no, just no, I had Justin Herbert not how you it start,
0: it's how you finish, right? Come on, come on, dude. What'd dude, you just we say? had a
1: podcast like week 10 where we were like also concerned about Joe Burrow's like turnover numbers? Yeah, yeah, those two games. Great. Dude, Herbert was better than, than Burrow.
0: I come don't know on. if I was ever concerned about Joe Burrow.
1: Come on, come on. There's bias there too. Anyway, I'll let Newman go.
0: I have Joe Burrow. Who's your five, Evan? Yeah, who's your five? Oh, her, uh, Herbert. Oh, okay. Fucking asshole. He got so angry at me, and didn't even follow the directions.
2: <laughs> um, I also have Burrow at five. Wow. Huh.
0: Thank wow.
2: you. Fuck you, Evan. If you look Fuck, at the wow. numbers, we talk about the turnovers. I'm pretty sure Herbert actually had more interceptions than Burrow. Burrow only had, Burrow only picks. had 14 one? picks. Why one? Fair listen, enough. But it just listen. shows... Burrow wow. wasn't as bad as we think with the
1: turnovers. Wow. I mean, Newman brought up the fourth quarter comebacks. Dude, Joe Burrow would never have been able to do what Justin Herbert did on all those fourth downs. Dude, Burrow was Oh, you, was are, so you are so wrong. Absolutely not wrong. I'm absolutely not wrong. Absolutely and wrong. I saw this was a debate on, on an Instagram story that I just voted on tonight. It was Herbert or Burrow, and it was 50-50. So I think, you know what, maybe I'm being too harsh here. Um, but I just think Herbert – what he did against the Raiders, Keenan Allen, I'm sorry, he, he didn't have a good year. Mike Williams was injured in and out, and Justin Herbert was making still incredible throws to Josh Palmer and Jalen Guyton, and I'm sorry. Like, Burrow is blessed with all these weapons, but Burrow, again, he had so is problems this year. Sorry, say that again? No, so Herbert, Herbert doesn't have – no, no, Colin, Herbert doesn't have the weapons that Joe Burrow has. Absolutely not. Dude, you –
0: You've been saying all year, Mike Williams should get a bag. This, Mike Williams should get a bag. That. I know you have Keenan yeah, Allen because he's, he's top, in one the top of ten.
1: Yeah, because outside of Devonte Adams, what other receivers are going to be free agents? And when everyone is going to pay in free agency and bring up the money for that guy? I mean, you know, it, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, which I, I respect, but I disagree with it.
0: I would I take Herbert over Burrow. Way- you're going way too hard at Burrow. And, again, I'll bring it up. He's now 7-0 and in need-to-have-it games with 29 touchdowns now and zero interp- interceptions. So, I say what you will, the guy fucking wins when it matters. And I'm taking him. One is division. There's a crowded division, to say the least. I'm going, I'm going Burrow 5. Uh, six, Justin Herbert.
1: I am Matt Stafford.
0: Huh. I have, I have Josh Allen here. Matt Stafford. That's fine. I have no problem with that, Dan. I'm surprised nobody's on him for not having Herbert yet. I mean, what the fuck? Okay. I, I have the power to kick him from the call. So. Well, I
1: am surprised. Whoa. Oh, I thought he already said Herbert. Dan, you don't even have Herbert top six?
0: Wow. No, I don't. I just got shit on profusely and, and Dan's here with, with no criticism. Colin, <laughs> I
1: spent, I spent all my fucking energy on you. <laughs> oh, maybe I think, does. I think Dan's wrong. I, I think Dan's wrong. You know, Stafford had 17 picks this year. He, he referenced the clink, uh, the clinkers I'm stinkers. The Stafford stinkers. did have those stinkers. I think it, it did help him a lot having Cooper cup. And I think we can ask the question, like, I don't put Matt Stafford on the chargers this past season, I still, like, granted, you can play that game with anybody, but I think uh, what Herbert did, I was just so impressed with Herbert this year. Listen,
2: I, I'm not even a Chargers fan. I'm sounding like one. When it comes down to these rankings, I, part of me maybe I'm looking at these guys and how well they are in my perception, like, just knowing as a quarterback as compared to how their years are, like, obviously I looked at how they did this year, but a lot of it comes down to who I think is the better quarterback as well. Like you could have a good year and like, I'm also going to just know how, like, if, is it a fluke or not? And like, Herbert's going to be good, but listen, he was my fancy quarterback. He did have some stinkers as well. He wasn't always perfect. I mean, he had a game against Denver, no touchdowns and two picks, one pick six. Like there's games in there where Herbert's also having a stinker. Like well, every I blame Austin Eckler from the pick six on that one. I think that's fair enough, but still Herbert had his moments. So and like, I just think Stafford, Yes, I say he has the stinkers now. I'm uncomfortable, but he still had a really good year. He had 40 touchdown passes, like, um, very good year for him, so.
0: Close it's, to the lead league in interceptions, though.
2: Very He's only really got, good. like,
0: a a 1.3 ratio. At, no, 2.3, 2. which is good, actually. Um, seven, for me, is Dak. Uh,
1: I had Joe Burrow at seven. And, listen, if I could maybe do it again, I might have had him over Stafford. But – you know. Well,
3: now it's you can't. Spectacle. You can't you can't take back what you just said. I no,
1: I'm not going to take here. it back. I'll stick with it. But uh Burrow said Stafford.
2: Um I had Herbert here. Okay. I'm glad you
3: didn't have him any lower. Otherwise there would have been words.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have Matt Stafford here at eight.
3: Uh Under Kurt Dak Prescott, what the fuck? Kirk Cousins on the list. Oh, no. Uh, He's on I mine have... as well, Evan. <laughs>
0: oh, no. <laughs> and I'm I not a Dak. Kirk.
1: I'm a Kirk hater, as everyone on here knows.
0: I have Dak, he Dak Prescott. He had a fucking great year, numbers was at, at eight.
2: Who'd you have, Newman? Sorry.
0: I have Dak Prescott. Oh, okay.
2: Um, At eight, I also had Dak Prescott.
0: Newman, I apologize for interrupting you. Uh, my only uh, earlier interrupting, I'm not interrupting now. My only thing with Stafford and Dak was just the interceptions. Dak Dak only had 10, and uh, Stafford had 17, I believe. That was just kind of the one number that swung me. I mean, 37 and 10 to 41 and 17. There's not much of a difference in the passing touchdowns, which is why I went with Dak. That's fair. On the bright uh, side, guys,
1: guys, um, I'm off the – the Dallas like train now. Now that, now that they're out, I'll never really speak too highly of them again. So, you better. That's good
0: to know. That's good to know. Um, at nine, Kirk Cousins, baby.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just had Dak and Kirk uh, reverse from New Column.
3: I have Kyler Murray.
2: I have Kirk Cousins.
3: Oh, everyone's on the Kirk train. Yeah, he has well, uh, 33 oh. touchdowns
2: to seven. I mean, picks.
3: Newman, I think. Good.
1: I think Kirk deserves to be in this list over Tannehill.
3: Listen, Kirk, what were we talking about the other day? He has forty money throws, according to that Twitter account. <laughs>
1: what, yeah. Whatever the a fuck counts as a money throw, who the fuck knows what that is.
0: A perfect ball. I mean, no, it was like a, pulling Kirk Cousins out of my ass on that list. I was, impressed. I didn't read a single text you guys had said. I saw Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, I saw Burrow, I saw Herbert. <laughs> I don't know who Dan voted for. And, and then I was like, you know who probably fucking had it? Kirk motherfucking Cousins.
3: Yes. No. He at one
0: point, right, at 25 touchdowns to two interception ratio. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I he think finished I, poorly, but.
1: Yeah. I, I think, it, it, you know, you got to credit it to, to some of the weapons that he has, for sure. Um, but I think you also got to, you know. I think I, – I, you know, I really would like to see maybe him on another team next year to see how he would do. I, I, would, I would genuinely be curious happen. for that. I know it probably won't happen, but I'd be curious to see how he would perform. I think
0: my prediction for Kirk next year, and I might even guarantee this to uh, get a little – You know, I got, uh, I got my
1: document out. I got my document out. I, I you know like,
0: what? You how like? many passing yards did he have this year? Although I don't want to go 3, statistical on Kirk. thirty-three let's say let's say next year with a oh they did they fire Zimmer yeah, yeah. they did okay uh, next year with a new head coach let's say Kirk 35,000 3500 yards 35,000? Wow 3500 yards that'd be a phenomenal number by the way uh, 3,500 yards 35 touchdowns under 10 interceptions. And a QBR above ninety next year. I think he's gonna have a really good year. I got Minnesota in the playoffs. On, oh, I gotta, do I got
3: I gotta pause you guys. Kirk had forty two hundred this year.
0: Whoa! Yeah, oh, yeah fuck. thirty. I was off. Thirty five is give me forty five.
2: Uh, wow. Forty five then.
0: Wow. I think wow. a big year is in store for the Minnesota Vikings with Mike Zimmer's garbage ass out the door.
1: Um, I'll make a guarantee as well here. Why the fuck not? I'm gonna guarantee that uh, Justin Herbert has more passing yards uh, and a better QBR than Joe Burrow next year. Why the fuck not?
0: You'll definitely get the passing yards. Yeah, the Chargers don't run. That that doesn't even. It's not a good argument.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm gonna make the fucking guarantee. Uh, So fuck you, Colin.
0: Eckler had 900 rushing yards. Mixon had what, like 1300?
3: Well, Mixon also carries the ball 30 times a game for some fucking reason.
0: Eckler should, too. No, let's not overwork him. He's a cool guy. All right, that's my We get to too. our number 10 on the list. Yeah. Yeah. I have Kyler Murray. Kyler. I have Ryan Tannehill. Kyler. I sent this to Dan Uh, very, very close to putting Russell Wilson over Kyler Murray. He had a sneaky good year for... for 25-6, and and he missed missed five weeks. He still had 25 touchdowns, only six picks. I was not very impressed with Kyler Murray down the stretch. Uh, To be quite frank, I wasn't very impressed with him all year, besides the first four or five games when he looked really good. Once he came back from the injury, it wasn't the same. The offense wasn't the same. It was hard for me to put him over Wilson, but just based on what the teams did this year, I had to. Yeah. I think that's fair. No, it's fair. I, I can't it. remember who else I wanted to put at 10. It might have been Tannehill. So I do think he is good.
3: I think he's good. The numbers are bad. I, like 21 touchdowns and 14 picks. But the fact that you lose Derrick Henry and you still are the number one team in
0: the AFC. kind of And A.J. Brown and Julio Jones for the majority of the year this year. Yeah, I, I threw him a bone because I feel like he played well enough to
1: I think he played well enough but I would accredit that I, I would accredit their one seed really more so to their defense.
0: Yeah. No I, agree. I
1: think the, I thought the defense was the real MVP of that team.
0: You know what I almost did and it's fucking crazy because he's certainly not but statistically speaking Carson Wentz would have belonged on this list. I 27 and seven I saw the numbers and I was shocked and I almost put him 10 but I realized I would be in a world full of hate. But instead I got a world throw of hate for Joe Burrow at five. My, my, five.
3: Con- my concern was that someone was going to look at the yards and see Derek Carr at five and put him on the list. And then that would, we would add issues because he's not
1: a top 10 quarterback.
0: <laughs> I'm home alone can sling it, bro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do think it would be an, an interesting uh, poll for our followers and i and, you know I, I was harsh on on you guys for for burrow there i think it's a, it's an interesting debate and i think you know I, I get both sides um you know obviously after we discussed it i think it would it's about a 50/50 split but i think that would be a good interesting poll for our followers to uh participate in
0: we'll poll them yeah we should throw it up
1: because i think they're just like they're so they're so close and they're very similar so
3: he burrow could not Evan is- what herbert did on week 18
0: because no one Evan, that, you are just that was hacking you're backing off quickly. They're very close now to you. It's fifty-fifty. Sorry, you're man. treating like a fucking cornered piece of prey. Well, listen. I
1: mean, I, I see your argument. You talked. You, you both spoke about it. I see the argument, and I kind of said it's how you finish. And he and he obviously had had those what a thousand yards in the two games. Um, but no, I I do like Herbert ahead of him. I do. Uh, and I stand by that
0: I just think Burrows a fucking winner
1: well you do yes. have a crush on him it, it has appeared to me uh, to be the sure.
0: swag He's yeah he's got the swag he's got that it factor that extra pizzazz that fucking make you want to watch me every single weekend type of feel I love Joe Burrow I think he's awesome
2: they're also burrow um, he was the only quarterback to have a completion percentage of over 70%. That is extremely
0: hard to do. So come at him some more.
2: I'm, I'm not coming against him. I think he's a good quarterback.
1: I just it's think cool. i would Herbert.
3: Yeah. My argument here know. is I don't watch Joe Burrow every weekend. I watch Justin Herbert every weekend. Therefore, I he's watch better. All the
2: quarterbacks every weekend.
3: Well, well, I do too, a but I, spe- I specifically watch Justin Herbert. And I see the other guys how- pop up on red zone.
0: If that's how it worked, we would have Jalen Hurts and Mac Jones on this fucking list.
2: Real quick. Unfortunately, I watch Jalen Hurts every weekend and not Gardner Minshew. That is a tra- that, that is a tragedy to the American people.
1: Yeah, that is. Real quick, one more thing about those two. I think of that Herbert throw to, uh, against the Giants to Kitein, and I think of what he did week 18. I think that's what really put him over the edge for me is that this dude is incredible. And he's making like, – I, if I tried to think of one Joe Burrow throw that really stood out to me, Chase helped him a lot. Chase really helped him a Chase lot. Chase helped I, him a
0: lot, but Burrow puts the ball in a place that only Chase can get it. And if you want to talk about, uh, again, like play – not so much plays, games. Games, you had to win. You swept Baltimore in the regular season. You stomped all over Denver when you needed to. And then you won the last game of the year to seal the division. So you need to win games, and that's what Joe Burrow fucking does. And I'm sorry, the numbers are too close for me to not say I'm going to take a winning Joe Burrow over a Justin Herbert who just didn't quite make it. And it's not so much his fault, but Burrow put that team in the playoffs, and there's got to be something for that.
1: He did, and he was great. I would just say when you have Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. I mean, that is a distinct
0: advantage against any defense.
1: Three super talented receivers. We were talking – Eckler, Williams,
0: games. and Allen is just as formidable.
1: I I had Keenan Allen on my fantasy team. I thought he was an absolute train wreck this year. He was uh, not good this year. No, very no. disappointing. Very disappointing. So, I, I don't – I would take probably, based on the seasons the other three had, I mean, you can make a case Allen. I would rather T. Higgins right now and Chase over Keenan Allen. That's I
0: would, too. Awesome. Me, too. I, I will say it wouldn't take Higgins. Yeah, I yeah, I wouldn't take Higgins because Allen's a piece. I will Alan's say an amazing route runner for
3: gotta win at games. If not, if Coach Staley had decided to kick one field goal, we would have swept the Chiefs this year, which I would take That's over fair. sweeping sweeping Baltimore any day.
0: That's so. fair. Well, it would have been the same value to you guys, right in the division. It would have propelled you to the top. Well, we if Cincinnati loses those games, they don't make the playoffs. I get it. Yeah,
3: if we kick one field goal, we make the playoffs. If that's not on Herbert. Herbert can't
2: kick. If the Raiders
0: don't no. kick a field goal, you're in the No, but, <laughs> Connor, what I'm saying is Cincinnati outscored Baltimore this year, I think, like 87 to 30-something in their two yeah. matchups. Baltimore's
3: like, not very good. They steamrolled dude. them. Also, Brad Martian is out tonight. I don't know if anyone saw that. He got injured. That's not I'm gonna good. I'm going to fucking
0: shoot myself. Uh, <laughs> still, I mean – Baltimore, if they didn't go for two twice like idiots, they would have been in the hunt too. So I don't even think you can say that about Baltimore. The well, second time they Josh didn't have Lamar Johnson
1: against Cincinnati. And what, well, they
0: they had Lamar the first time. Yeah, and, and Josh Johnson is fucking irrelevant to what Joe Burrow does to that defense. So I don't get the point there.
1: I think it helps them win the game. To your point.
0: Well, sure. Anyway, for sure. That's all I got half price app started eight minutes ago go get them. it's because Evan was so late from fucking dinner
1: yeah and my mom told me 10 minutes and it turned into 25 she made- no,
0: I, I I know how that goes i know how that goes uh let's wrap this up though yeah because we're doing that thing Dan hates where we talk about stuff that we shouldn't be talking about at the end of the, <laughs> the pod so thanks for listening and uh we'll catch you next week later Peace. Put your tears away, and no fear today You can drive off towards that summertime sunset That's what you ain't Take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets I'll be the one who tips